are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What's good? It's your girl, John on right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about noble fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. Man, I'm just so, so happy to be here today, as always. And today, especially, I don't know, I'm just super, super pumped up and hyped up and so freaking energetic. I mean, this morning, I did... 12 rounds of pure boxing guys i did 12 rounds of boxing i did bag work i did pat work i did shadow boxing and i feel freaking fantastic and not only that i also did um, some weightlifting i worked on my traps and my deltoids and my shoulders and i did some core exercises as well and after all of this you know i've done all of this and i've obviously just you know burned so many calories and just I was sweating so much but even after all of that I just feel so freaking energetic man and I just want to go after it. okay if you told me that I had a fight coming up tomorrow I would just do it with no questions asked because that's just how freaking energetic I am today and I don't know why but you know I just want to say that I just want to bring that up because you know I'm feeling all of this um, positive vibe and positivity overall and I really want to pass that down to all of you guys out there listening to this right now because you know this, this is just how I'm feeling I'm just super energetic and I just want to pass it down to you guys so that you guys get your daily dose of motivation <laughs> okay yeah there you have that also you know another reason contributing to my um, energy and positive attitude I guess is because we have the phenomenal card that is coming up this Saturday we have UFC 216 coming up this Saturday and obviously hello obviously we're gonna be breaking down those fights here on TKO today and what else do we have lined up for today oh today I actually wanted to highlight some of the um you know other competitions other martial arts competitions going on around the world um you know because I've been I've been receiving comments such as okay Janon like you do say that your show is about combat sports, well, mostly mixed martial arts, but you do say that you really want to talk about combat sports, but all you talk about on your show, mostly for most of your um, episodes so far, all you've been talking about is UFC fights and Bellator fights and all the mainstream MMA fights you can possibly think of and all, all of them, MMA, excuse me, all of them mainstream boxing fights, but you don't ever talk about Muay Thai or kickboxing or some of the other martial arts going on around the world. And to you, if you're listening to this right now, I would say you're absolutely right. Today we're going to be covering, we're going to be highlighting some of them that are happening uh, abroad around the world. So we also have that lineup for today. So, without further ado, let's get started. Okay. So, uh, there's a few uh, martial arts competitions going on around the world right now. Or should I say, you know, they just took place. They kind of ended like yesterday, most of them. Over the weekend, they took place over the weekend mostly. And um, some of them just um, ended. Um, the first one that I want to talk about is the World Martial Arts Competition slash Championships. 
Okay, so WMAC, the WMACs. And uh, the good news that I have for all of you guys out there is that Team Canada was actually represented um, in those games. And it was actually represented by our very own Guelph MMA. Guelph MMA team just completely dominated over all their opponents. And I just want to give a shout out to Rocky Huen, who was actually on our show a few months before. And um, he competed in the 70 kilogram division at the WMACs. And um, he won. He got gold medal. So congrats to Rocky Huen for doing that for the for the Guelph MMA team, for Team Canada, for all of us here in um, in Guelph and just uh, all, all of us Canadians, um, MMA, or should I say martial arts um, fans, it's, thank you, thank you so much, and good job. And also, not only that, he also got two other bronze medals in that, in the, in that competition. So shout out to Rocky Huynh and the entire Guelph MMA team and just Team Canada. You guys did us good. We're really, really proud of you guys. So yeah, there's one of them. And the other competition that I want to talk about, oh, did I mention that the WMACs happened in Switzerland? Yeah. So, they, <laughs> yeah, they actually took place in Switzerland. So, yeah, all those things happened in Switzerland. And um, just to have such a great performance abroad and just, like, not in your homeland, I'm just praising Team, well, uh, Team Guelph MMA because that's just such a huge thing to do to be able to – demonstrate such great performance abroad and you're not even in your homeland so just imagine how great things would be if we had those competitions here in just say even north america or just ontario and you know as you guys might remember from from the time that we had rocky went on on our show um professional kickboxing and all of those, you know, Muay Thai, professional Muay Thai, professional kickboxing, professional K1 competitions are actually illegal in Canada, just federally banned. And uh, if we could find a way to make them actually legal and just have them have those competitions in our in our home soil, that would be phenomenal because we see uh, our, our team, our, our people representing us in such a great way, just demonstrating such great performances and talent uh, abroad will obviously just imagine how great they will be in our own uh, country in our hometown just yeah so if anybody who's responsible for um, legalizing kickboxing professional just professional martial arts in Canada if you're listening to this right now please just consider what we're saying and make it happen man because all the fans want it all the fighters want it it's it's perfect for everybody just just make it happen okay anyway so let's talk about the other competition that i want to talk about so the other world um uh should i say yeah so okay the other one is called world wushu championships it was the 16th year that they were having it and they were actually having it in russia and um i'm just gonna put this out there there was this was the first time that i was actually watching wushu and, um, you know, when you think about Wushu, you think about all of those uh, performance dance-like um, forms, you could say. You don't really think about it as a, uh, as a competition, as a, as a fighting sport, even though it really is. But you, when you think about Wushu and, like, say, Kung Fu and all of those things, like, they're mostly uh, – the performance aspect of it mostly comes to mind, not necessarily the 
fighting aspect of it. But when I was watching those competitions, man, man, man. I mean, no wonder why we have MMA the way it is today. Because, okay, when I was watching Wushu, Wushu is like MMA. It's pretty, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just you have striking, obviously. You have, um, you have punches. You have kicks. It, I mean, in that sense, it's no different than shoot boxing or kickboxing or even Muay Thai. It's basically the same thing. Um, also, in uh, in Wushu, you have takedowns and grappling, which made it so much more interesting than, say, you know, other uh, other martial arts. And it was just so interesting to me because the, I actually didn't know that. And um, another aspect to consider for Wushu is that even though, yes, you're, you're um, doing all of that striking with your gloves, obviously, but when you have to do your grappling, you know, the, the gloves are in fingerless and it's just really hard for you to grapple with the, um, with the gloves. So just imagine that you're grappling and wrestling with boxing gloves on. That's how they would do it in Wushu. And that was just so um, amusing to me. And I didn't actually know that. So I just... Um, develop this whole um, other level of appreciation for just uh, basic martial arts, you know, the martial arts that make up uh, what MMA is today. So shout out to all the teams that competed in the World Wushu Comp uh, Championships and uh, what phenomenal fights. And um, I think they're still available out there on YouTube. If you if you do get a chance, definitely do watch them. They were so interesting and entertaining and um, just phenomenal and I just really hope I mean Wushu at this point I mean except for a few um, organization and leagues in China and Eastern Asia I don't think it's considered a professional martial art so mostly when people um, actually practice it it's mostly um, on an amateur level so I really hope that the people actually consider making wushu into a professional um, sport so they they make a professional league out of it or something because it's a really interesting um fighting fighting style i could say and i just ha i just really really like it now you know <laughs> you know it's like it's like that thing that you say, okay, I don't like trying this new food because I've never really tried it. So I'm assuming that I, I wouldn't really like it. But the reality is when you actually try it, there's a really high chance that you might actually like it. And in this case, Wushu for me is is that. You know, before all of this, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm only going to watch MMA. I don't even like boxing or whatever. But by the time I started, you know, little by little, I started watching all of those sports but just by themselves you know you just start to develop this sort of appreciation for that sport and you just really appreciate the sport and the and the taste that you had in the first place so by watching wushu or say kung fu or um karate and all those basic martial arts those ancient mar martial arts you start to appreciate mma and those newer um sports and um combat sports you could say you just start to appreciate those so much more and yeah that's that's <laughs> board of wisdom yeah that's all i have for you in that term in that regard so yeah there you have that yeah i really enjoyed talking about those hopefully if there's some other competitions other martial art competitions going on around the world i would try to catch up with those as well and um, just talk about it here on tko because yeah you never really know where you're gonna watch and um, how interesting it's going to be. So, yeah, 
There you have that. Okay, moving on. Are you guys ready to talk about UFC 216? Oh yeah, okay. So I'm going to be talking about that. So I think it would be proper to talk about the main card first because most of the important fights are actually happening on the main card. Obviously, starting with the first fight on the main card, I'm actually going to be skipping a few fights on the main card just for the sake of time, but you know, not to take anything away from how great that fight that we skipped is going to be, but just for the sake of time. Okay, anyway. So the first fight on the main card of UFC 216. Oh, before I get started, so if you guys want to catch up with UFC 216, obviously just like uh, other main main events of um, UFC, uh, it's gonna be on pay per view Saturday night, October seventh. Make sure you catch it, okay? Do not miss this fight card because if you do, you're gonna be missing out big time. There's so many phenomenal fights on this card because you know we're we have some of the fights that were supposed to be happening before but for whatever reason they were just pushed back they were just pushed back and back and back and now here we have them and fingers crossed hopefully they actually do happen this time and uh, we don't have any um medical issues or injuries or whatever for whatever reason i i really hope the fights that were that we have lined up for this um ufc 216 they don't get scratch or anything because they're really really important and they're supposed to be freaking amazing so yeah guys do not miss this fight card it's gonna be phenomenal okay okay anyway starting off we have the first fight on the main card of UFC 216 which is gonna be a fight between Benil Daryush one of my all-time favorites and Evan Dunham okay so Benil Daryush his um original sport you could say is wrestling but that doesn't take away anything from his striking. And Evan Dunham, on the other hand, you know, he he's one of those durable guys that started initially started out, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, was just basic striking. But you know, he doesn't really have a preference uh, when it comes to his fights. So whenever he actually starts to fight his opponents, he just does what he thinks uh, is the best at that situation, which is obviously what you're supposed to do as a good. Uh, mixed martial artist and um, uh, Evan Dunham 50% of the time he's won his fights through decision and so that just shows how you can say durable he is because most of his fights actually do go the the entire distance so that's something that Benil Darius really needs to uh, watch out for because sometimes okay not all the time but sometimes we've seen Benil Darius sometimes yes out and you know that's obviously not a good thing so I would say for Benil Daryush to be successful in this fight, he needs to, he should have. I mean, if it's not the best time to start working on what I'm going to be saying right now because the fight is like only a few days away. But obviously for Benil Daryush to be successful, he needs to have to, <laughs> okay, this is weird, but I'm just going to say, Benil Daryush needs to work on his cardio because that's all that matters. He has all the skills already set in him. He ha he has all the talent and the skills. All he needs to work on is his endurance because that's okay. You already have the uh, precursors, you could say. You, uh, that catalyst, that catalyst is the endurance, and your cardio is what leads you to have a great endurance and um, to just have such a great stamina. 
So that's one thing that Benil Dariush needs to focus on. And also, just like I said, because Benil Dariush is such a successful wrestler and um, um, just grappler overall, um, he really needs to, in order to win this fight, he needs to take the fight to the ground and try to just scramble with Evan Dunham and um, basically try to tire him out. Although it's kind of hard to tire Evan out because because of all the things that I said, because his endurance is just so good. Um, but Benil Daryush needs to try his best in this case, and if he can, but I would say his his game plan really needs to focus on that that ground game. He needs to take the fight to the ground and dominate through Evan Dunham. Um, in that in that sense, and Evan Dunham for him to be successful in this fight, he needs to um, basically <laughs> tire out. Uh, Benil Daryush and try to strike with him okay because and uh, also also another thing that he needs to focus on is that he needs to work on his takedown defense because if if Benil shoots for so many takedowns and um, Evan Dunham basically just neutralizes them then there's no way that Benil Daryush is going to obviously take the fight to the ground so there's nothing for him to do and in that in that case Evan Dunham is able to come on top and um, outbox Benil Daryush. So that's um, one of the main ways that Evan Dunham is going to be successful in this fight. In terms of prediction, I mean, I don't want to be biased when it comes to predictions. I'm a huge fan of Benil Daryush because of his wrestling, and I just really admire him as a fighter, but... I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm not gonna give predictions, guys, because every time I give predictions, like they just turn the other way around. So I would say for none of these fights, I'm gonna give you guys predictions. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. Okay. Anyways, moving on to the third last fight of this main card. Okay, so we have we have. Fabricia Verdum versus Derek Lewis. So Fabricia Verdum, obviously we know him because he's a former heavyweight champion at the UFC. And Derek Lewis, guys, he's a beast. I mean, there's a reason why his nickname is the Black Beast. And, <laughs> well, obviously both are heavyweights. And they, okay, both have to be cautious of one another's power obviously because of the fact that they're heavyweights and each punch actually counts and it's not like yeah it's not like those heavy it's not like those lighter weight divisions that you punch your opponent so many times and your opponent doesn't even drop to the ground this time around it really it really matters and especially in this case it's it's a this this fight is such a great matchup because Fabricio Verdum he's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and his grappling is the is the main thing that distinguishes him from Derek Lewis and Derek Lewis on the other hand because he's a brawler and um, his striking I mean he in terms of technique okay like he doesn't have the best technique in the game. But, but the amount of power that he delivers each time, especially in those very first seconds and those very first few minutes, that's what Fabricio Verdum needs to watch out for. So on one hand, we have Derek Lewis, who who's um, striking 
is um, distinguishable from Fabricio Redooms. And Fabricio Redooms' uh, wrestling and grappling and jiu-jitsu game is what distinguishes him from Derek Lewis's, okay? And so, in this case, it's so obvious, the game plan that each each one of these guys ha uh, needs to have. So, Fabricio Redoom, obviously, obviously, it would be so dumb for him to try to uh, just box with Derek Lewis because that's just so dangerous. Just like I said, every punch counts. And in this case, if Fabricio Redoom wants to make a comeback and he wants to dominate over Derek Lewis, he needs to take him to the ground. And I know it's super hard, especially because Derek Lewis is such a heavy guy and, um, you know, he's not the smallest guy to take down, not the easiest guy to take down. But for Fabricio Redoom to be successful in this case, he needs to. He needs to take Derek Lewis to the ground and try to submit submit him if possible. That's the main thing that he needs to focus on. I feel like that should be his game plan. Just complete, like, the main thing that he needs to focus on. And for Derek Lewis, it's, it's going to be the exact opposite. Because we've seen Fabricio Verdum actually get gassed out. We've seen him being boxed out. We've seen Fabricio Verdum being knocked out. So all Derek Lewis needs to do is to just come out there, just guns blazing in those very first few seconds and those very first few uh, minutes of the fight. That th That's the, the only chance that he's going to get in order to knock out or just completely finish or just outbox for Bishiver Doom because we've also seen Derek Lewis get extremely, extremely gassed out, especially after after the halftime of the of the entire fight and um you know it, both of these guys are actually lucky because they're fighting for only three rounds in this case because they're not you know headlining or anything so they're only fighting for three rounds but still we've seen those guys getting you know getting a bit gassed out even uh, uh, during the third round or you know uh, around that time they really get gassed out so i would say for uh, just like I said before, Fabricio Verdum needs to take the fight to the ground and submit Derek Lewis. And for Derek Lewis to, to be successful in this fight, he needs to come out just with full on full on power and to uh, He needs to knock out Fabricio Verdum if possible. If not, he can completely um, outbox Fabricio Verdum. But he just has to be careful um, for himself not to get gassed out. So. It, again, it's a very, very interesting fight because both guys are just so extremely powerful and so extremely talented, but they both, um, you could say, share their flaws, and that is their low endurance, you could say, and their poor cardio. And, you know, th this is nothing you can blame on the guys. It's just it's just uh, the nature of the fight, the nature of their weight division, because they are heavyweights. It's so hard for them to keep up with the same power that they initially started with. And but I mean, if they can f work on it and, you know, improve it, improve on it, then it's it's a fantastic thing. But if they can, then they have to focus on things that can still make them be successful and focus on things that are just smarter and more efficient. Oh man, it's gonna be such an exciting fight, and <laughs> that's not all. We still have two more fights to talk about. So here we are, the co-main event of the evening. Man, this fight was supposed to be on the previous UFC um event on U uh, UFC 215, was it? Yes, UFC 215. It was supposed to be uh, happening in Edmonton, Alberta, and Canada actually. But um, okay, I'm just gonna say who they are. So we for the flyweight championship belt we have the current champion demetrius mighty mouse johnson 
fighting the top contender Ray Borg and um, just like I said this fight was supposed to happen in UFC 215 but unfortunately um, Ray Borg um, he was having some medical problems and so this fight was just canceled as a result and here it is rescheduled for UFC 216 and man I think I've already broken this um, this fight down before for for that UFC 215 card but I'm just gonna give you guys uh, a reminder anyway so Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson listen not just for me, but I feel like for so many other people out there, he's considered the number one pound-for-pound mixed martial artist. He's one of the best guys out there, if not the greatest of all time when it comes to mixed martial arts. So Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, not only his striking is good, not only his wrestling is good, not only is his jiu-jitsu good, his power is good, his speed is good, his endurance is great, his stamina is on point. I mean, this guy, like, what planet did this guy come from? He's just that good, okay? And we don't really see anybody else like him. Not only in the flyweight division, but in the entire, well, you can say, I mean, not just comparing him to, to like, heavyweight guys or something, because that's just not fair. But for the guys that are, um, that weigh around the same weight that Demetrius Mighty Mouth Johnson weighs, you can't even compare him to any of those guys because Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson is just that good. And Ray Borg, also, he's a phenomenal guy. But in this case, unfortunately, I, I just feel like, I mean, Ray Borg is a phenomenal wrestler, okay? Whenever he shoots for a takedown, there's not a time that his opponent doesn't go down. But in this case, I feel like it's just not a good matchup for Ray Borg because I and I feel like it's not Ray Borg's fault Ray Borg just like I said he's a phenomenal fighter and he's just so extremely talented but I feel like there's nobody in in the in the roster right now who can match up to what Demetrius Mighty Mouth Johnson has to offer because that's just how good Demetrius Mighty Mouth Johnson is and even though yes I'm not giving a prediction but I feel like you guys already know who I think is going to win this fight and, um, yeah, man, I'm just such a huge fan of Demetrius Mighty Mouth Johnson. And I also really do praise Ray Borg, too. But I just feel like in this case, and I feel like for any upcoming fights that Demetrius Mighty Mouth Johnson is going to have, or at least in the current era, in the current roster that we have, there's nobody, nobody, absolutely nobody that can match up to how phenomenal Demetrius Mighty Mouth Johnson is and is going to be. And so, yeah, there you have that. So as you can imagine, this is going to be a phenomenal fight. So make sure that you don't take any bathroom breaks when this fight comes up because it's going to be absolutely entertaining and phenomenal. So make sure you watch it. And now moving on to the main event of the evening, we have Tony Ferguson, Tony El Kukui Ferguson fighting Kevin Lee. For the interim lightweight championship of the world. Well, obviously, it's not going to be for the undisputed, you know, unified champion, um, lightweight championship of the world. Because currently, the current champion is the notorious Conor McGregor. And, yeah, we just saw Conor McGregor fight Mayweather. So, obviously, I don't think he's going to be coming back for another few years that's what i'm thinking but i mean you never know as long as the money is right for the notorious conor mcgregor you never really know what he's gonna do but in this case um we have tony ferguson and uh, kevin lee who are 
two of the best guys not only in the lightweight division but the entire in the entire organization in the entire ufc they're one of the best guys out there tony ferguson his jiu-jitsu is on point his wrestling is on point his, the fluidity that he delivers in his fight, it's just you don't really see it anywhere else. And I don't really know where he gets it from. Maybe it's from the, the jiu-jitsu training that he gets. I don't really know. But he's just so fluid with his movements and so smooth. And when he delivers his shots, they're so accurate. They're efficient. And he knows when to get away from the shots of his opponents. So, I mean... What else do you need in an MMA fight? That's all you need. And his endurance, too, it, it's also great. But, you know, it's not perfect, but it's great. It's good in this case. It's going to be, I don't think he's going to have any problems in, th- in terms of that. And Kevin Lee, also, he's a phenomenal fighter. And um, he's one of those guys, one of those young guys who is just um, rising to the top. And um, I also really do praise him. Ooh, okay, he is also one of those guys that has it all as a mixed martial artist. He has the striking and the uh, and the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu and the submission game. He has everything. So in this case, it's going to be such a phenomenal fight because you don't really know who's going to win this fight because they're just so similar in styles and they're just so good. They're just both that good. So you don't really know who's going to win that fight. And all I can say at this point is that, guys, make sure you watch that fight. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, man, there you have that. All the predictions that actually, no, not <laughs> not predictions, sorry. All the breakdowns that you need for UFC 216. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. And unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.